Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. February is the month of love. Well, that is certainly what the advertisers would like you to believe. There are a staggering one billion Valentine's Day cards exchanged. <laughs> Megan Tyak is the PR manager for Firewater, an online digital and PR company. And she joins me now to talk about the limits or lack thereof of marketing brands. Megan, welcome. Nice to have you again. Thank you for having me. I so enjoy the show. <laughs> Megan, so we're looking at brand marketing today. Mm. And we're looking at it specifically in light of Valentine's Day, which is obviously coming up in a few days' time. Mm. And already adverts have been out there for Valentine's Day since well, almost December. It's so funny, you know, I went to the shops and I think that they, you need to draw the line between what is a consumer product versus what is a brand that would be advertising digitally. I think if you're going to go to a pick and pay or a Willie's and they're advertising chocolates in January, that's a very different discussion that we need to have. But I do, I mean, they were hardly taking down all the Christmas, all the Christmas <laughs> stuff and here come the hearts and the flowers and I just sort of sat there and thought to myself like, where where do we draw this line? How far are we actually going to take this? Um, because it seems that some brands do. They, they're taking it too far. When you talk about a brand, I kind of think of things in terms of Coca-Cola or, you know, um, a company maybe, Nando's, whatever. Is Val- To what extent can you just find something like Valentine's Day a brand? So I think that, um, and Mark and I were having this discussion yesterday, that you you need to be able to draw the line about what you are and what your brand stands for. Um, there are brands such as Coca-Cola or, you know, a sweet company or florist definitely or maybe some clothes or uh, brands that are experiences that the Valentine's theme fits in so perfectly. Yes. But then you've got a brand such as Firewater. I mean, we are a digital agency. Are we celebrating Valentine's Day? Are we going to be emailing our customers saying Happy Valentine's Day? I don't think so. That That's not the space that we're in. And I think that there's so much pressure on brands, on whether you are business to business, whether you're business to consumer, to participate in Valentine's Day. And a lot of the time it can... It's, it's not suited. It's not matched. You can find the clever angle. Um, and we have done that. We've done it with a software company that we found a very clever angle to match Valentine's Day with. Do you fall in but love with your software company? Do you? <laughs> you exchange what? <laughs> what would you exchange for? <laughs> you can find clever ways, but you've got to sit down and strategize that. I think, you know, it, it would be very almost inappropriate for us to just send an email saying happy valentine's day happy valentine's day for what what are we giving you why why and when you say there's pressure where's the pressure coming from from the marketers i think it's it is a day that you can make a lot of money um uh, for florists it's 14 percent of their yearly income i was going to say it's a huge amount 14 percent in one day Mm. of your annual income is obviously a huge Part of whatever, you know. It is. So. And if, if you are a florist or if you're selling chocolates or, or things like that, absolutely you need to buy into it. You have to. Um, and you'd be stupid not to. But for the rest of us, that's the question. Should we? You know, again, back to mm. Valentine's Day. And um, I don't know if you want to share the story of where Valentine's Day comes from because I'm not sure if everybody knows it. Um, would you like to? So it, it's quite difficult. I was trying to research exactly where, and nobody seems to know the full story. So one of the theories, and there are 
a few theories, but the theory that I found picked up the most common thread was during the the 19th century, if I'm not mistaken. The Roman Emperor, Emperor Claudius II believed that single men made better soldiers. And so when he was building up his empire, he banned marriages. He wanted his men to be single because they would fight better. And St. Valentine's used to organize marriages on the sly. He used to do secret marriages. And he was found out and he was executed on the 14th of February. And that's where Valentine's Day, according to some people, that's where it originates. That's what we're celebrating. So we're celebrating love, mm. actually. And lo- would you call love a brand? I think it's becoming a brand, just as much as Easter and Christmas and everything else is becoming a brand. Um, I thought it was quite interesting that the first candy box actually came from Cadbury's. Um, it was a marketing tactic. And now we all buy chocolates for each other on Valentine's Day. That's absolutely fascinating. And the fact that one billion Americans are exchanging cards. Mm. But cards are on decline. I thought that that was quite interesting. I read somewhere, and please forgive me, I I can't find it now, but I think there was a 10% drop in um, cards on Valentine's Day over the last five years. Oh, because they're becoming... It's becoming more digital. Because we're becoming Um, more... Yeah, we're becoming a paperless society. But I think that that's with everything. I mean, if I buy a birthday card, I I don't buy birthday cards anymore. I'll sort of write on the little bag or whatever it is. I think that's us in general, isn't it? So that that's not an indication of the lack of Valentine's Day. But back back to Valentine's Day and back to love. And the truth is, love is, and here we're, you know, we're going on to probably shake you out, <laughs> out of branding territory. But um, it's something, do you think that people want to connect on at a certain level or not? Do you think, it, in a way, it's not Valentine's Day that, that actually is the focus? But an opportunity for people to express love that they couldn't or wouldn't otherwise express. I think yes and no, but I, it goes back to, I mean, there was that stat of, um, 14% of women are going to buy themselves flowers on Valentine's Day. Right. Um, so yes, I do think that it's an opportunity to express something that you wouldn't necessarily have expressed on any given day. But I think that it's also that pressure to express, to express something. Why must you now tell me today that you love me? What happened yesterday or the day before? Um, I, I do think that it's a personal thing. I know that my husband and I don't really acknowledge the day, but then again, we don't really acknowledge much. Um, but I do think it's, uh, we're so pressurized into this expectation of you're going to tell me that you love me on Valentine's Day. And so I think a lot of the time it, it might be sincere, but a lot of the time you might tell me that you love me simply because you're pressured to it. You mm. might not necessarily mean it. So in other words, love has been co- become commercialized. And yes. what love means could be anything from chocolates, as you say, which Cadbury's did as a marketing ploy, mm. to flowers to clothing to experiences that has gone up at the millennials are changing the way that we purchase things millennials have brought up that one more experiences so going for dinner going in a hot air balloon i mean mm. i was driving to work yesterday and i got a little pamphlet with the chocolates with the chocolate with a um cookie saying i must do this for valentine's day and then the other thing that millennials are doing which i found so interesting and i do that is um, valentine's day for your pets so oh. I won't buy my husband something for Valentine's Day, but I'll acknowledge it with my animals. Um, that's what millennials seem to want to do. We're going to come back to the topic of millennials because I'm pleased they're falling in love, albeit with their pets and not each other. <laughs> and that's probably because of the digi- digital world that they're not connecting, but we'll come back to that in a second. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert.
And I am talking to Megan Tayak, who is a PR manager for Firewatch, an online digital and PR company. Megan, we are talking branding. Mm. And we've been talking around the topic of Valentine's Day and which you're saying there is huge pressure on people to do something, to express some some kind of form of emotion to a significant other. Um, that that pressure is not really necessary and it's actually more about the branding. I think so. So if if you look at any brand, and I, we could use Chai FM as an example, if they were to put out a post on Facebook saying Happy Valentine's Day, what are they really going to get out of it? Are they going to get some likes and engagement? Because if that's the strategy, then great, they should do it. And possibly some debate as to possibly whether Jews debate, should absolutely. or should not be celebrating. But for most brands, their idea is they want sales. So if I'm going to, as a stationary company, as an example, if I'm going to put out a a post and an email and an everything saying Happy Valentine's Day, what am I, uh, am I encouraging people to buy pens for their wives on stationary day? If my husband bought me a pen, I'd clap him. Um, actually I wouldn't. I love stationary. I'd probably hug him. Um, you mean something kind of like some kind of domestic, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that brands need to know where their space is and either strategize it in a very clever sense. As I was talking about that software company where we found a very clever angle for them. Or not do it at all. I think that brands that just put out a happy Valentine's Day and we love you all and, and, and you're actually being lazy. You're being a lazy strategist. You're being a lazy content creator. Find that clever angle. And if you're not prepared to find that clever angle, leave it out. Leave it out because what are you doing? Um, you might offend somebody. If, if I had a client that came to me and wished me happy Valentine's Day, I'm sort of going to think twice and go, well, why, why, why are, are you, you doing, doing that? that? Um, it's the same thing. If, your boss were to wish you happy Valentine's Day. Is it appropriate or isn't it appropriate? Um, the hot air balloon company that I was speaking about, they gave me a cookie. That could have backfired on them massively. I took a bite into the cookie and it had nuts in it. What if I was allergic and they ended up killing me just before Valentine's Day? <laughs> you've got to be careful and I think you've got to know, you've got to know who you're talking to and it always comes back to that. Megan, when you talk about branding, is there an inappropriate time to start or is if you had to advise people who are doing marketing, I mean, obviously I think Christmas time is a little bit premature for mm, Valentine's definitely. Day. And um, w- when is an appropriate time? So the research, the research shows that two weeks before Valentine's Day, it starts, you know, two gaining weeks. two weeks before. But I'm purely talking from a digital perspective. So I'm not talking about the likes of the pick and pays and all of those that would do it sooner. I haven't done my research into that. But from a digital point of view, if you are advertising a month or a month and a half before Valentine's Day, it's too soon. It's too soon. And you're going to irritate people possibly. It could have a counter effect or just no effect. Well, I'm getting irritated. You're so irritated. if I'm your consumer and you're targeting me, I'm getting irritated with it. I'm sure many other people are. I think that we've got so much noise in the digital space that if you start doing something prematurely, you're going to fail at it and you're going to lose momentum. You're going to run out of money. Rather save that money, hold it back. And go two weeks before Valentine's Day. So two weeks before people start thinking about it. A week before people start making purchases. But majority of purchases, I think it was something like 43%, make their purchases two to three days before Valentine's Day. And so you think they're being, again, bullied into it or emotionally blackmailed into it or whatever you I call it? Or do you think something? No, I don't think it's being bullied or emotionally blackmailed. I think that happened years ago. We all sort of... You know, brainwashed into buying gifts. Um, but I do think that it's one of those things where 
it's not something you're going to plan for. I'm going to plan for my year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plan for the day that you're going to propose. Valentine's Day isn't something that you're really going to think about and plan for. You're not going to buy something that's this amazing, significant gift unless you're mm. buying an engagement ring. Mm. You're going to buy chocolates or flowers or, a you know, card, it's, you it's something small. It's not something that you're going to put a lot of thought into. And so it's not something that you're going to buy months in advance. Um, Megan, Craig is telling me to slowly start bringing this to an end, but sure. we cannot bring a discussion on Valentine's Day to an end before discussing anti-Valentine's Day Absolutely. or Singles Day. <laughs> so that's a huge movement that sparked in the last couple of years. And I think that it's it's quite fun. You have massive anti-Valentine's Day parties. You've got people who will buy themselves a gift. And, I mean, that's increasing. More and more people are buying themselves gifts. It's that stats about the women buying them flowers. 15%. Are they buying flowers because they feel lonely? Or are they sitting there going, well, you know, actually, I deserve flowers, and I'm going to buy myself some flowers. Um, there is this huge movement of, you know, Going against tradition and doing things a little bit differently. And I think that's the, the rebellion in all of us saying that we've had enough of the pressure. Well, I think on enough of that pressure. I have to take the pressure off me by ending the show. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for joining me. I look thank forward to our next us. meeting, which is in a month's time. Definitely. Um, thank you to all for joining me. Uh, if there's anything on the show that you'd like to comment on, you're welcome to email me at sharice.sjbd.org. Thanks to Evelyn and Craig for producing. Until next week, I wish you all Shabbat Shalom.